Looking for a new show to dive into? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like the full season of FX's epic limited series Shogun, FX's new international spy thriller The Veil, starring Emmy and Golden Globe winner Elizabeth Moss. And don't miss the all-new crime series Under the Bridge, inspired by shocking true events and starring Riley Keough and Lily Gladstone. It's all new, and it's streaming now on Hulu. Suffering from aches and pains? The all-new Tempur-Pedic Adapt Mattress eases your pressure points all night, every night. Now, save up to $500 on select adjustable mattress sets at TempurPedic.com. Select adjustable mattress sets only. Lesser savings may apply. Jesus. I hate people. I hate people. This is why they're the worst. Are you ready for it? Hey there. Hey. I'm Rachel. I'll be telling my story today. I'm Rebecca. I'll be listening. Um, We're identical twins who love true crime, love a plot twist, hate people. If this is your first up, that's the premise. We have welcome. Welcome. Um, We have identical voices, so we'll try to make that very clear. I don't know. Oh, and um, join our Patreon. Right? Because by the time this airs, we'll have our Patreon side up. Oh I've like God. signed up, but I haven't made... We're recording this early August. And I, Rebecca, this is my voice, <laughs> signed us up, but that way I haven't made the profile yet. But by the time this airs, surely we'll have it all up and going. So surely we'll join have it. Shit together. Yes. Yeah. Forgot about that. Awesome. Yeah. Right? Well, yeah, join that for sure. And... So, yeah, again, we are identical twins. Oh, and speaking of identical twins and twin moments, we have a wedding in Highlands in a couple weeks. And I was looking at Rent the Runway and I saw this dress. I was like, ooh, that's going to be the one. But I, it looked like Rachel. So I texted her and asked what she was wearing to the wedding. And she screenshot that dress and sent it back to me. I was about to rent. It was in my cart. And I thought, maybe I'll just check with Rach, make sure she's not getting it. And she already got it. <laughs> Sucker. Already hanging in my closet. I didn't even, like, pull one over on her and, like, say, she didn't send it to me and say, is this, do you like this or anything? Yeah. And I say, oh, wait, that's cute. I'm going to get it and just tell her I already have it. I, like, sent her a screenshot <laughs> of what I was wearing. Which, but I would have done that. That is a good strategy, though. Like, yes, I already have it. And then quickly go rent it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think I've done that to you before. Oh, good. It's smart. Quick thinking. Clever. Um, it's just very cute. So I totally would have done that. I already have it, though. It's good. I mean, I, I hate to outshine the bride. I hate to outshine mm. everyone. But listen. Got to do what you got to do. That's how it goes. <laughs> Every man for themselves. Another thing I forgot to note. This was brought to our attention from our older sister, Tarver. She is catching up on season one. And whatever episode I did, Tall Hop One, she was like, I was like screaming into my phone. <laughs> and that episode, we questioned why mom and dad were on AOL. That's where email was. Right. right. Forgot. That's how you got your email. That's how you got your email. And it was a bunch of porn and chain letters. And I, I just forgot <laughs> I was all within AOL. So that is why we are <laughs> aware if anyone else was earth screaming sorry. into the phone. Ignorance, that is my beat. Okay. 
I think that's all. Can't wait. You don't even know what I'm doing. No, I don't. So hit it. Okay. I, I was in the middle of another story, actually almost done. And then I just came across like a little blurb about this case on Reddit. And I was like, whoa, 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 Miss Lippy. Mm-hmm. What are they talking about? Right. And so I switched. So I'll do my other one next time. But today I'm telling you about Cindy James. Cindy. Okay. Cindy enters the chat. Okay. My sources are all that's interesting. OG Unsolved Mysteries, Season 3, Episode 18, aired in 1991, like reenactments, all of it. Um, The Vancouver Sun and Reddit. Cindy James was born on June 12, 1944 in British Columbia. Her father, Otto, was a retired Canadian Air Force colonel. Her mother, Tilly, was a stay-at-home mom to her six kids, of which Cindy was the oldest. Woof. Yeah. With those six kids. Mm Mm-hmm. After high school, Cindy enrolled in nursing school where she met Roy Makepeace, a very respected psychiatrist, nearly 20 years older than she was. You know how it goes. They met, fell in love. Cindy graduated in 1966, and five months later, she and Roy got married. Wow. Okay. Yeah. They lived in Richmond, which is a suburb of Vancouver, and Cindy worked at a center for children with behavioral and emotional issues. And Roy and that would be like the toughest job, but yeah, you'd have to be real mentally sound. And I'm just not there. I'm not, I wouldn't be able to to disconnect ever. Uh uh. Yeah. Roy and Cindy never had kids. And in 1982, they broke up. Mm. Four months after they broke up, Cindy started getting really weird phone calls. Okay. The first one was on October 7th, 1982. Someone was just whispering her name. Eerie. I know. She told her mom that she didn't really recognize the voice, but her dad said he was confident she wasn't telling them everything because she seemed very reluctant to talk about it. Uh, It just, he said it just seemed like she was leaving something vital out of the story. Yeah. I have one of the calls. (gasps) Yes. You're going to hear it later, though. Oh, you'll see. I know. The calls were pretty regular and they changed. Every once in a while, like sometimes it was whispering, sometimes not. It was just like a weird disguised voice. Sometimes it was just silent. Mm -hmm. Once she hung up on him, closed her blinds, and he called back to say there was no use in hiding because he already knew she was in the living room. Oh, my God. I like literally shiver. Why is that? That's the creepiest thing when like that is the ultimate scare when you know someone can see you and you can't see them. And you have no idea where they are. Oh. Are they outside? If I lock the doors, am I good? I mean, are they inside? And if I lock the doors, am I right. in, in danger? Like, ooh. Right. I mean, I've referenced Scream a lot, but that first scene with Drew Barrymore, it's still so like... <laughs> Easily the scariest yeah. scenario in that entire movie. Oh, absolutely. I mean, easily. Uh huh. She reported the calls to the police, obviously, but pretty soon things escalated. Over the next three weeks, Cindy said she had rocks thrown through her window, her porch lights were smashed, and once she came home to find her pillow slashed <gasps> with a knife. Oh, God. She reported the police, and what year is this? 82. <laughs> a woman reporting the police about phone calls. I bet they're like, well, what'd you do? 
Yeah. Were you acting slutty? Right. She also got a note with cutout letters from a magazine that said, soon, Cindy. And someone cut her phone lines. This was all within a couple weeks of the first phone call. Oh, my God. Yikes. So, needless to say, she was a frequent caller to the Royal Canadian Mounted Police Mm -hmm. to report harassment and even ultimately struck up a romantic relationship with Officer Pat McBride. In November 1982, Pat temporarily moved in with her. And while he was there, they got another phone call, which he answered. And he it was the same whispering nonsense. But he said he thought he heard a woman's voice over a loudspeaker in the background, like the caller was at an airport. Oh, interesting. However, that was from a 1990 article from Vancouver Sun. Literally no other source said that. So why, I'm like, why is airport the only... Some, I don't, she said something that seemed like maybe a yeah. flight's leaving. It just seemed, she, he said it seemed like he was there at an airport. Oh, okay. Again, no other source said that okay. except for Vancouver Science. So I, was, I, I don't, um, Canadians, we have a pretty good Canadian base. Um, yeah. What's Vancouver Sun like? Is it like legit? Is it national <laughs> inquiry? <laughs> like, is all of season two going to be Canadian stories? No. Oh my God, you're right. Well, it won't be, guys. Mine's not next week. But um, I'm, yeah, that. Down for it. But so I, I don't know. That just seems like a big, I don't know. We'll see. Okay. So take that with a grain of salt, I guess, because no, nothing else said that. Okay. Um, McBride ended up moving out a couple months later, and the weird letters and phone calls kept coming. Then things got physical. In January 1983, Cindy's friend Agnes came over to her house for a visit. When she knocked on the door, Cindy didn't answer, but she figured she was taking her nightly bath. Mm -hmm. Then she heard something from the the garage, and when she went to investigate, she found Cindy on the ground with a black nylon tied around her neck. Cindy told her she went out to the garage to grab a box, and someone attacked her from behind. (sighs) After that, she hired a private investigator, Ozzy Caban, I think is how you pronounce his last name. Mm Mm-hmm. But again, things just kept happening. In October 1983, a year after the first phone call, she came home to find three dead cats hanging from her tree and a note that said, you're next. Holy shit. Were they her cats? No. I mean, but like, all fingers are pointing to the ex-husband, but then this podcast would be called The Obvious Podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Which... Would be the shittiest name. Would be people are the most obvious. <laughs> okay. And that's not Three what you're cat. listening to. And that's not what you're listening to, y'all. Come on. Ozzy gave her a two-way radio so they could be in constant communication. Because before cell phones, you pretty much got walkie-talkies. Mm-hmm. In January 1984, he heard a lot of commotion over the radio late one night, so he rushed over there and found Cindy lying unconscious on the floor with, an, again, a black nylon stocking tied around her neck and a note that said one of the two following statements. There were different sources said different things, so it's one of these. And one is <laughs> vulgar. The first is, you're dead, bitch. Okay. The other is, now you must die, cunt. <gasps> That's not even the most terrifying the note was stabbed through the back of her hand with a paring knife. Ow! My God. Ugh. At the hospital, she told Ozzy that she all she remembers seeing is a man coming through her gate, being hit in the head, and a needle going into her arm. 
Suffering from aches and pains? The all-new Tempur-Pedic Adapt Mattress eases your pressure points all night, every night. Now, save up to $500 on select adjustable mattress sets at TempurPedic.com. Select adjustable mattress sets only. Lesser savings may apply. Police continued their investigation, but could never pin down a suspect. The calls kept happening, but they were too short to trace. They obviously questioned the ex-husband, who denied having anything to do with it, of course. I forgot that back then, calls had to be a certain length to be traceable. Oh, God. Yeah. So this guy knew what he was doing. He's like, I got to keep it under four seconds or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So the question asked husband, of course, mm-hmm. he said, I had nothing to do with it. And they're like, okay, well, it's your word versus, versus hers. You're a man. She's a woman. <laughs> You're free to go. <laughs> Have a good day. Sorry to bother you. Sorry to bother you. Our sincerest apologies. Um, the harassment just wouldn't stop, though. Sometimes it was daily. Sometimes she would oh. go months without nothing. She got a note on her windshield with a corpse being pushed into a morgue. Oh. She was getting raw meat sent to her house, which is the weirdest thing I've ever heard in my life. Oh. And then once, you're not going to like this. Nobody's going to like this. She came home to find her dog shaking and with a cord wrapped around his neck. No. They what, almost what? strangled her dog. What kind of bear? I don't know. Not, not a big black German shepherd, I'll tell you that good oh that's terrible i know december 11th 1985 cindy was found dazed and semi-unconscious lying in a ditch six miles from her house with again black nylon stocking wrapped around her neck a needle mark in her arm she had hypothermia and superficial cuts all over her body Mm. again no recollection of what happened in April 1986, she asked her friend Agnes and Agnes's husband, Tom, to spend the night with her, which I think they did every so often because this was, like, out of control. Yeah. Late that night, Cindy ran into their bedroom saying she heard a noise in the basement. Tom jumped up and said, I heard it, too. They went to investigate it, and the entire basement was on fire. <gasps> Tom picked up the phone to call 911, but the line was cut. So he ran oh, my to, God. I know. They, so he ran to the neighbor's house to call. Mm. free cell phone days like not only inconvenient yeah losing precious time on this blazing fire but dangerous man yeah they were waiting on the fire department to get there and tom noticed a man standing on the curb nearby he ran up to ask him if he saw anything and the man ran away oh my god that's him tom it's sketch you're all we got you're all we got give us a good description yeah what do you look like so sketchy over six years of harassment, a hundred police reports, and one and a half million dollars spent investigating, police never once saw a person, got a fingerprint, mm. never had a suspect, never found a trace of anyone. Uh-uh. There were also months that police had 24-hour surveillance on Cindy's house with up to 14 officers watching at a time. During that time, no, no harassment was reported. As soon as they stopped, it would start back up. Oh, that could be obvious though, because like if the dude's talking to her that closely, Uh, they may know that, okay, there's surveillance, so I'm not going to do anything. But of all the times she was physically attacked, there seemed to be no forced entry. Even when Ozzy went over there after the commotion over the radio, all the doors were locked. So like he had to bust in. But other than that, there was no disturbance, even though she was almost dead on the floor. And Ozzy's a PI, right? 
Yeah. Like he should be able to find this guy if there is one. There were needle marks in her arms, but no substances found in her body. Oh, I was going to ask about that. Okay. Sometimes Cindy would report one person, sometimes two, sometimes three. Oh, Cynthia. You know where this, not Cynthia. <laughs> Cindy's not short for Cynthia, is it? No. Okay. I don't, yeah. No. No. Okay. Cindy. I, mean, I know it was Cindy. I was trying to long name her, but. I, I know. Don't do it. Okay. You can see where I'm going with this? Yes. The police were adamant she was doing it to herself. There was no oh. stalker. It was all Cindy. The hell's wrong with her? They, well, we're going to debate, actually, in a minute. They okay. used the night of the fire to further back up their claims. The fire was started from inside the basement. So in order to get in and out, they would have had to go through a basement window. However, the window seemed untouched. No fingerprints, not even dust was disturbed on the sill, windowsill. Oh, Cindy also said that night she was walking her dog around 3 a.m. by herself, which some neighbors said she did walk her dog pretty late often, which why would you do that if you're in this situation? Yeah. Like, not for living your life. Yeah. Right. Come on. Some things just have to scare you enough to change you a little bit. Yeah. Police were uber skeptical. They even made her take a lie detector test and two lie detector tests, and both tests said she was withholding information. Those, those really mean nothing to me. Like, I that agree. does not sway me at all. But, okay. I agree. I would be nervous taking a lie detector test at the thought of, like, what if I failed this because I'm so nervous, and then I get more nervous? Like, I, that's just that, mean shit to me. That's, I think, the same thing. Someone could come take me down to the police station right now and ask if I murdered someone and. I could have an alibi. I could have everything. I was. I still think I would fail it. Ooh. Yeah. Anyway, so, so yeah, she failed it twice, but who cares? Ozzy kind of got where the police were coming from. He said she wouldn't tell them the entire story. She was evasive. She just wasn't acting like a normal victim, so he could see why police would find it hard to believe. But she told her mom that the attacker threatened that if she told anyone, her sister was going to be next, and then the rest of the family. So she was, like, scared. So she was like, yeah, I'm she's probably withholding information. But after Ozzy found her that night of the two-way radio commotion, he Mm -hmm. completely changed his tune. He said, there's no way someone could do this to themselves. Yeah, because she was actually unconscious, right? Yes. Unconscious. He thought she was dead. And then he got a pulse and was like, oh, shit. Call 911. Sydney's mental health seemed to be deteriorating, which is obvious for either scenario. If the police are right, there's a clear problem. Yeah. If they're wrong, she's being harassed and tortured for years and is completely on her own to fight. Like, right. I would be losing it. Right. So her doctor sent her to a psychiatric ward. He believed her. He said she is being harassed, but he was scared she was becoming suicidal. Sure. She spent 10 weeks there, and two different psychiatrists said she was staging her own attacks after suffering psychotic breaks. Two didn't uh, believe her. Oh. Uh, hmm. Okay. While she was in there, she wrote in a journal, quote, I still feel suicide is my best option in an unbearable situation. And as soon as I get out of here, I'm going to carry out my plan. Oh, did they say why they don't believe her? And they, those two psychiatrists? Uh, no, just after. Yeah, I bet you're not. Yeah, I bet you can't say that. HIPAA, right? Right. 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 Um, 
Yikes. Okay. Unless she's convinced herself that it's happening and that's why she's suicidal. Um, right. Yeah. Or it's actually happening. and uh, Yeah. Or it's actually happening and she is over it. Yeah. But Tom saw someone at the fire. I know. We'll get into it. After she was released from the psychiatric ward, she was fired from her job, moved into a new house, painted her car, and changed her last name from Makepeace to James. Mm-hmm. While seeing a therapist during this time, her mental health seemed to be improving remarkably. Mm-hmm. For about a year, she didn't report any harassments, but then the attack started up again. What the hell? I know. In October 1988, Cindy was found unconscious in her car at home, naked from the waist down, hogtied, <gasps> and with another pair of black nylon stockings wrapped around her neck. This was it for her. She finally admitted to her family. She was, in fact, hiding something. She went to the police and told them she was confident it was her ex-husband, Roy, doing all this. So they brought Roy in again for questioning and, again, adamantly denied having anything to do with it. He was even out of the country for one of the attacks. Uh And, in fact, he got a message, too. (gasps) Okay. Same, Same exact calls that Cindy was getting, and I have it. Oh, great. Yeah, he's saying, Cindy, dead meat soon. Oh, my God. Okay. So that's what Roy got? Yeah, so Roy got that on his answer machine, was like, hey, I got one too. Hmm. played it for the cops. He went on to tell the cops, again, he's a very respected psychiatrist. He said she had a split personality, but I want to note to the world, the doctors in the psychiatric ward did not diagnose her with that at all. That's the POV of an ex-husband who happens to be a psychiatrist. Right. Fast forward to May 1989, almost seven years since the first phone call. Cindy went to the grocery store deposited a paycheck from her new nursing job, bought a gift for a friend's son, went to the salon, and never made it home. For two weeks, she was missing, although her car was found in a parking lot with the groceries and wrapped presents still inside. Mm. There was blood on the outside of the driver's side door, and the contents of her purse were found underneath the car. Her contents of the pur- underneath the car? Yeah, so someone like, dumped her purse under the car. Then on June 8, 1989, Don Vinish, uh-huh. a city employee, stumbled upon her body in the yard of a, an abandoned house. Um, oh. He said her face was completely black like she had been punched. Oh, jeez. Her hands and feet were hogtied behind her, and she had a lethal dose of morphine in her system. Her cause of death was actually an overdose of morphine. The case was closed as a suicide. But the coroner made no determination of whether the death was an accident, suicide, or murder, and so determined it was an unknown event. Hogs had and punched in the face. I'm going to say murdered, Doc. Right. So the obvious argument is there's no way you could hogtie yourself while ODing on morphine. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever been on morphine? <laughs> you are. No. Well, as, oh, it's great. 
When oh for the ulcer? Yeah, for yeah surgery. Uh, yeah, no, you're not doing shit on morphine. Do you think you could hog tie yourself behind like whatever? No, I could hardly watch The Office, and I was. <laughs> well, police disagree. They said the morphine would have taken at least 15 minutes to kick in, and a not specialist put himself in that exact position in three minutes. A not specialist? No, no, no. We need a novice to do this. We need a Joe Schmo down the street to be on morphine and put himself in a... Of course the specialist can do it. That's what I said. Let's put the chief detective. Yeah. Fill him up with morphine, give him some wire, and say, go. You got 15 minutes. Right. So, whatever. Bullshit on that. Yeah, bullshit. So a lot of questions surrounding the entire ordeal. Her family and Otto all obviously believe it was murder. They don't think she'd go through the trouble of staging a scene to take her own life like this. Right. Way too much. Uh, The cops say suicide. They never even really considered homicide. They're just (sighs) committed to proving that she was responsible for all this. Like, they never... They don't want to admit to fault. Like, I, I don't think they tested the blood that was on her door. I was about to say, there's blood on the door. No, every source, every comment I read through was like, wait, there's no, whose blood is it? I don't think they tested it. No one knows. Oh, God. So they, they were just like not interested in the homicide theory. They found their. They don't want to deal with the killer being out there and the community being scared or something. Yeah. I don't know. Um, either way, a uh, forensic psychiatrist, Anthony Marcus, said it best with, quote, this woman was under siege from whatever source, inside or out. Mm. And so now we'll get into theories. Okay. One, everything was legitimate. She did have a very meticulous stalker who planned everything just right. Possibly the ex-husband Roy, again, a doctor who would have morphine. He would have access to morphine. I'm going to guess it was him. And this is the obvious podcast. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> well, I'm actually shocked at how many people think she did it. She orchestrated the whole thing. For so many years. How exhausting. Or still legit, could be her on-again, off-again boyfriend, the cop, who knew who knows all the ins, of, mm. ins and outs of covering up a crime scene and when to cool it on the harassment if obviously he knows his department surveilling the house but she met him after the phone call started oh yeah so that's no no another theory is that she suffered from multiple personality disorder and one of the personalities was trying to destroy the other that was a very big theory oh that's a thing yeah another brain is turning against yourself that is the scariest thing i've ever heard Exactly. And I believe if you are in that situation, you like the true you is not conscious of like you actually think that's someone else. Oh, my God. I think I'm not a psychiatrist. I just play one on a podcast. (laughs) If anyone is, tell me about that. But I'm scared of that. That is so scary. Well, yeah, because I think that's the thing. You can't like come back to your like, you know, when there's stable like, state and be like, okay, that was me. I need to cool it. Like, that's I was the whole watching point. murder tapes. And I mean, obviously, I think this guy was bullshit, but he said he had split personality disorder. And there was the other guy who killed his girlfriend or whatever. I mean, it could be a bullshit to get out of a 
but no. I, but I don't hear the forensic team being like, no, no, that's not a thing. If you have split personality disorder, you're unaware of that or something, you know? Well, unless maybe they're, you're medicated. She, oh, she may not have known. Yeah, unless it's under control. Oh, yeah, good point. Okay. Yeah. So another theory is that Cindy had a mental condition and was faking all the attacks for attention. She accidentally overdosed on the morphine and died when she was really just trying to replicate the other attacks and just accidentally gave herself too much, I guess. This would also explain the lack of evidence. A lot of people argue that the voice on the phone could be a woman in disguise, which I can count when I listen to it thinking about that. I'm like, oh, yeah, that could be a woman. We don't have any voice analysis people who are going to be interested in this case now. Come on. So, give it a listen. Give it a listen. Is that car still impounded? Can we test that blood now? Let's do it. Someone. No, they weren't interested in any of that. So, uh, but I'm firm on the hog tying yourself on morphine would be a hilarious attempt. attempt. You could yeah. not do it. You can't even lift your own damn hands. Yeah. But it's not all good. That was pretty good. <laughs> there's some negative. Don't, yeah, there's some negative to it. Don't try to oversell <laughs> it, Rob. Um, I agree. I don't think you could. It just, I don't care what that not specialist says. I'm a bullshit specialist. And I say <laughs> right. that this is all false. Right. But I'm not done with theories. Okay. The suicide theory is that she just wanted to make her death as sensational as possible. That's my least. That I'm like, absolutely. Th this wasn't, even if she did this all on her own, it, the goal was not, this is how I want to take my life. I want to make it as sensational as possible. I'm going to do this for seven years. Yeah, just, just drag it on. No, that's no. my least one. That's the one I'm, I'm least like, let's remove that. Yeah. Lastly, some say the stalker was legit, but Cindy fabricated a lot of it out of frustration that the cops didn't believe her. So she just like wanted to keep the case in their minds and get attention for it. So they think the attacks and stuff like that were real, but like maybe not all the phone calls, maybe not all the letters, maybe yeah. she made some of those, maybe the cats, like things like that. Yeah. Half real, half fake. But for the most part, in that theory, that's real. And she was murdered. That theory is she was murdered, but it was fabricated. Mm. I can't decide. It's weird. The ex-husband to me is the most likely suspect. Right. He was out of the country during one of the attacks. It's so That's the only thing I'm like, hmm. But I'm like, yeah. why did you just now play that mess? You should have taken that message to the police if you actually got it and you're actually innocent. You know you're going to be the prime suspect. Oh, yeah. Why would you say... Why did it take the police coming back to you for questioning just to bring that up? Right. It, it's weird. Another. And he knew the whole time that she was being attacked? Yes. Like this, stalked? Yes. To play devil's advocate, Cindy was a nurse. She could have access to morphine too. Who knows? Another, back to the husband though, another thing I read, um, while she was in the psychiatric ward, they tried hypnosis, and under hypnosis, she said that she saw her ex-husband commit double murder. I was going to ask, anyone have any criminal history here? Okay. Police 
were like, wait a minute. So they tapped her phone and had her call Roy to confront him and be like, I just had a recovered memory of this. And he was like, you're insane. That didn't happen. Nothing came from it. And again, I read that in one source and no other source said it. So it just seems like a really big piece of the puzzle to leave out. And the fact that a lot of sources did leave it out, I just couldn't decide if that was legit. So I left it out until now when I'm saying it. Oh, uh, yeah, right. Until now when I'm presenting it as fact. But maybe because nothing came from it, other people just didn't report on it. It's like, well, we don't know if it happened, so we're not going to say it. Again, Vancouver Sun. Oh, Vancouver Sun. Canadians. Did they have all the secret info or are they tabloidy? Who knows? And again, a well-renowned man got maybe his murder got to go away. I don't know. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I, I was actually shocked on, Re- I went through a ton of comments on Reddit. Shocked. A lot of people believe it. She did it. Like there was a mental. That doesn't shock me. It doesn't. No, I don't think so. I'm so torn between the lack of evidence, like nothing, no first yeah, entry, no not fingerprints. once, no right. fingerprints, not once. The dust on the windowsill, not disturbed, even though that was the only way that fire could have been set. Like, but then Tom seeing that guy that, who just blatantly ran away when Tom said, did you see anything? Yeah. Um, he if, could have been scared. He could have been he could, could have been a kid for all we know. But it wasn't. It was a man. It was Tom a man. Gibbon. Yeah. 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 I'm so. But torn. it doesn't sound like the cops wanted anything to do with anything. Like there could have been fingerprints. They just didn't believe her. So they didn't give a damn to test them. Or. Well, they believed her for a long time at first. Uh, it okay. was just after, yeah, yeah. I think, a couple of the physical attacks when they were like, wait, your door was locked? Where's the broken window? Where's the... None of that. And then they were like, this is weird. Yeah, we're surveilling for months, surveilling her house. Nothing happened. Then I'm like, well, was it an inside job? But then again, if, then if it's her doing it, she has split personality disorder. If it was that theory... She wouldn't care that cops are right there. Yeah. But in another theory, it's attention. Yeah, I know. Um, I was just debunking one of them. (laughs) Uh, I got to chew on that. You know? Yeah. There it is. Like, did they care? And like, does she have receipts or was she seen purchasing black hose anywhere? I know that's. That'd be kind of tough in 1982. But no, no, I think that's a very standard thing anyone would have in their closet. Yeah. I was just trying to think of that because it's the only like consistent MO this guy or she had. Yeah. I'm trying to think if there's something there, but it, I don't know. Sounds like after the cops made up their minds, she was making up, they're like, mm, we're not going to look into this. They did. There was no looking into it. I'm so torn on it. Yeah, I can't and, decide. I need to chew on it. And then reporting one person and then two and then three. Yeah. Even if that were true, I'm like, but all three of them getting away from with it. How'd she, she said three people attacked her at one point. One well, Once, yeah. That's three people. It would just vary. Yeah. But, you know, even assuming the ex-husband's one of them always. 
Mm-hmm. I'm just like, and he had two friends that were willing to go along with this and no one ever got, no one left a smudge of anything. Right. And then I also need like a motive because it doesn't sound like the ex-husband and her ended on necessarily bad terms. They just couldn't have kids. I read at one point they, no, they, I don't think they, I don't know if they even tried to have kids. It just, oh, was I a thought, clean I thought, break. Oh, sorry. I, I thought at the beginning you said they couldn't have children and it led no, to a divorce. No, they didn't. They did uh, not have children. Okay. I'm sorry. Um, maybe they wanted them. I have no idea. But when it first started happening, again, they brought in Roy first to question him. And he did admit to being a very angry man in their marriage. Hmm. But another, I swear I'm reading legitimate sources to me. Another source said they did end on good terms. There was no bad blood. It just didn't work out. They ended it. They were fine. And at one point he came over because she was like, someone's harassing me. And he came over with a gun, like patrolled for a second, which could have been that a could, ruse. Yeah. That could be that could be nothing. But that also means nothing to me. He him telling the cops he was pretty angry during their marriage is telling. I just didn't want to tell that right off the bat because then you would have made up your mind. Yeah. I, don't I still don't think you could get yourself in that position. I'm should I post the picture? Maybe I'll post it. Yeah. And so see what y'all think. Yeah, peeps, we're gonna have a real debate over this. That was the very bizarre and confusing and mind baffling yeah baffled story of cindy james that is very sad too yeah either situation's very sad so thoughts are with you cindy yeah well that was a good one thanks thank you thank you (laughs) for thanking me (laughs) all right all right, so y'all join our Patreon. Thanks for listening. The word of mouth again. Please keep it up. I love it. It makes oh. my heart happy every time I see downloads increasing. Downloads and reviews, I gasp. I'm telling you, I gasp oh, yeah. out loud. Oh, yeah, we do always point that out, but it is true. I love a good seeing a new review. It's fun. Um, and if you have critiques, put them out there too. We'd love to improve ourselves. All right. Always. All right. You're the best. People are the worst. People are the worst. See ya. See ya.